Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. All right, welcome everyone to House of the Unusual podcast and video. Tonight we have part two of the Atocha Gold. With me, as always, is the king of the novelties, Eddie Guevara. We also have King of the Sea Monkeys, Todd Machen, and King of the Sea Treasures, David Vetnitsky. What's going on, fellas? I got to learn how to pronounce that name. Whew, that's a treasure itself. Vapnitsky. Did I say it right? I think so. You have always said it fantastically. All right. So let's go around the, let's go around the corner. We'll start with Todd. What's, what's new with you, brother? Everything's good here in the in the land of the sea monkeys. Moving forward, uh, working on new products. Things are going good. Okay. Now, now I have to tell you about my 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 sea monkeys real okay. quick, because because we had a conversation where I told you I thought all my sea monkeys had died, which it looked like oh. they were all dead. There was I think there was like one swimming around that I lost him somewhere and. So I thought they were, they were all dead, and you know I, I was getting ready to freak out and throw the water out, and you told me to hold on, just just calm down and wait, just wait. And lo and behold, today I see these little specks, and there are about seven of them, yeah, swimming around. So I was really, I was really surprised. I was like, "Holy crap!" They're still, you know, I don't know if they just hatched or something, or if you know they were smaller than that. But I mean, they were. I mean, so tiny, the tiniest ones I've had so far, but yeah. yeah, they were all, they were swimming around and they were going up to the top, grabbing some food and awesome. So I was, I was pretty impressed by it. So I'm glad I waited. Yeah. No, <laughs> no? I know. That, that's a common, uh, that, that, that happens frequently because the, the little, um, the little eggshells, some of them are different thicknesses. And so some of them hatch quicker than others. Okay. Um, and also, they're they're really hard to see when they're newborn. So yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah. just for safety concerns, are they able to be brought to a testing COVID area for a snow swipe? <laughs> well, that, that, that depends on the on the king down there if he allows his uh, his subjects to uh, to go out. <laughs> well, I tell you, David, sea monkeys have been in outer space and back and survived, so they're pretty resilient little creatures. Ah. Yeah, yeah, that's what made him popular when they went into outer space with NASA. Now, yeah. I want now, to. So you, I want just, to just, just real quick. So, if anybody out there is get has the sea monkeys, just if you think they're all dead, give it a few days and and wait because chances are you, you'll see some more out. You know, hatching and all that are floating around. So, just a uh, precautionary warning, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Well. Just one quick question. Uh, I mean, one quick thing I wanted to show you guys. Uh, Mr. Todd showed me that there was some information in my website, which I hadn't seen. And there's this guy named Dr. Zab, Saab, I think. And the guy's been very helpful. But he's, he found this on the Internet. He thought it was my robot plants, you see. Unfortunately, they're not. This this plants here are totally different. And this, I mean, this is a pretty nice way, the way whoever was selling it cut this out of uh, – either big lost in catalog, the house of a thousand mysteries, or they cut it out of um, an abracadabra magic shop catalog. In fact, the one that's just above the post has this image. Now, 
here is the seven foot ghost but you know here's the special that i did of it uh which one actually sits behind me now and i wanted to show the cheaper version of the ghost which is the one in the envelope here that i have this is the one i've been selling for the longest time and, and maybe people maybe some people if you ever when we were talking about the seven inflatable dinosaurs seven gigantic dinosaur for a dollar later on it was two, this is what they look like here's the foot sections and last but not least i want to show something that's very interesting here is the original <laughs> ghost now this here if you see the date when i got it june 1974 this is it's original and this is not the johnson smith the johnson smith i don't have it right now pictured but this is my original that i put into this casing and it's actually pressure sealed so that the balloon here, as you guys could see, would, would always be intact. And if anybody out there has this, <laughs> you got to send it to me. You got to send it to me. <laughs> That's Joe, right. Joe's in shock. <laughs> That's great. We, we, we got to bring Joe that to the floor. There you go, Joe. Right behind you, Joe. <laughs> Use my x-ray glasses to see all the different products. Okay, so now what we're going to do is um, with permission from the man himself, and we, we need permission from, is it okay, sir, for us to go into the ocean bottom? And, I mean, being the fact that you got your trident and all this, is it okay for us to not show the gold? Yes, let's get to the gold, okay. people. Well, here's, here's basically what the story is. Right now, as we, as we are right now all together, we're doing part two of a torch of gold, the 1985 35 tons of gold and silver that were retrieved. And Mr. David here was one of the divers in that original dive. You can even see David in National Geographic. You actually see a young David. In uh, I saw the other day I was looking at the original National Geographic in the History Channel. I actually got it to what's called the History Vault. It's a special where you get all the, you know, the stuff from the History Channel and more. And you put a torch of gold, and there's a couple of scenes where you could see David there, which is so funny. I, I forgot to mention that to you, Dave. But anyway, having said that, uh, we're going to give you the floor, Dave, okay? And uh, right now, uh, go ahead, sir. Well, uh, first of all, I want to, before starting, thank everybody. Uh, it's great uh, being with you guys. Uh, thank you for the second invite uh, back to the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bravo. Um, it's a lot of fun to do. I never realized how hard uh, these live podcasts are. It takes about uh, a half an hour of setting up. It takes uh, security with uh, Brinks and armored cars to get the artifacts uh, in and out safely. And uh, by the time you're done, it's, it's, it's hours worth of work. So I hope everybody who's watching enjoys and, and, and really... Uh, have some fun with these as well. How's that sound? <laughs> it sounds great. I'm just laughing with Joe's uh, X-ray glasses. That was a heck of a. I like that scene. The guy. Well, well, in the last episode, he had uh, the pocket ghost uh, flying around at different times as well. Oh so, yeah, he was he was hanging out with us. <laughs> so I, I I'm prepared for any and all uh, you know things that may happen uh, in the show. But anyway, so. Uh, if you are tuning into part two, this episode, and you don't know what happened in part one, just a real fast recap. 
Um, I had the opportunity to work in 1985 as a diver for Mel Fisher, uh, brought up the 36 tons, 35 tons of gold and silver. And tonight, uh, the emphasis seems to be, maybe we should have entitled this particular segment, uh, candles or candlesticks of the Atocha. Somehow in my division and in my years of acquiring Atocha artifacts, I have got three candlesticks. One is actually a devotional column, but we believe it held a candle. And I'm going to share these with you tonight and tell you a little bit about the story behind them. And it's really fascinating, at least always to me, because you got to remember, the last time these candles or candlesticks were lit, they were likely on board the Spanish galleon Atocha returning to Spain. <laughs> and the Hulk <laughs> threw the ship uh, <laughs> under the water and it sank. <laughs> so anyway, so of course, these were lit uh, 400 years ago. And we've got to imagine, as I said to my daughter yesterday, you know, was there a noble person writing a letter below deck on the Atocha, and this was their personal travel candlestick, and this is the light. There were no lights, obviously, aboard the Atocha. So when you were below deck, you, you needed a candlestick or candles to, to see. So pretty interesting. You know, if, if there was a fly on the wall and you could see where these things were and, and you know, who was the owners of them and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's fascinating. I also wanted to touch on a little bit about when we show these artifacts in, in essence, they're made of silver, pure silver, in most cases, very pure silver. And they were mined from Potosí, Bolivia. And that was the greatest mountain of silver in the world. And there's probably a lot of macabre and spiritualness with a lot of this stuff because there's a lot of people who always discuss, you know, Dave, this is a beautiful artifact and I'm not saying it's cursed or anything, but quite frankly, you got to admit the owners of it got it from the slaves who the Spaniards uh, incarcerated and were mining the silver from the Potosí Mint. And then they were producing these very things that I'll be showing you tonight. So how many slaves died in the production of the silver coinage and artifacts, so forth and so on. So I once did a speech at a museum and there was a Latin American gentleman and he wanted to discuss that because although he was very interested in hearing the story of the Atocha, he was very interested in making sure that everybody knew about the, the peoples of the Latin America, so forth, that were enslaved and, and, you know, were doing this stuff. And we discussed it, and it was, you know, rather interesting and stuff like that. So without further ado, let me just do a couple of quick things here, and then uh, we'll get started, if it's okay with you gentlemen. Absolutely. All right. So the first thing is a... Uh, paid endorsement by our sponsor, which is my daughter, who needs Nike sneakers and 
she's taking figure skating lessons and she needs skates and she needs um, lessons. So Atocha coins are for sale. These are what they look like. They come with certificates of authenticity. These coins are all graded differently, meaning if you're an individual who's looking for an artifact from the Atocha and you just say, hey, I want one that's just generally, you know, not very well visible detailed, they can be had for as little as $600. And I know for some people that's not a little, but for Atocha coins, that's that's pretty low. And then some... Yeah, now, David. What kind of coin can I get for a ham sandwich and a half a shoestring? <laughs> well, unless Eddie's, unless Eddie's going to give me my allowance, you know, I'm pretty broke. We, ac- we actually, <laughs> we actually sell coins like that. They're called fragments, and what you're actually getting is a fragment of a coin that's. Oh, wow. It's actually so eaten by the corrosion of the 400 years under the water that it's not even a round coin. It's just fragmented and, and, and corroded, and you can't see any details. So I'll give you some quick examples here. And again, we're going to talk about artifacts, but this is kind of fun just to go through the grading process. So when you see a coin like this, and some people are going to say, you know, I see a, a part of a shield of the King of Spain, and I see some... You know, stuff. Bunch of lines. Well, <laughs> that, that believe it or not, that's the shield of King Philip III of Spain. Oh, wow. So it's visible, but the coin itself generally has what we call corrosion on it. And in my YouTube videos that I do, I talk about this. And this corrosion is, meaning the coin was on the outside of a chest. So that corrosion is normal. But when you look at the next level up, you don't see dramatic improvement, but you go from what's called a grade four to a grade three. And then on this one, tell me if you see any more detail. And this would be a grade three coin. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I'm holding it right. So So if you see more detail... And then what's happening is the coin is bigger and rounder and it has less of that pitting and it's basically a more solid coin. So this is what we call a grade three. Obviously a grade two gets better and then you get to the point where you get to a grade one and this is for somebody who really has disposable income and you know they're, they're, they're really wanting... All right. Can I borrow some money? Okay. If Todd's got the disposable income, these are the ones that people go for. Because look at what happens with a coin like this. Oh, wow. That's really detailed. So that would be in what, like the mid, that would be probably what, in the middle section of like the the chunk of coins? It's literally in the center of the chest. Okay. Wow. And again, I'm, I'm trying to hold it up to the camera. I don't know how I'm doing, but. You should see, yeah, there you go, that helps me. You should see literally lions and castles and part of the legend of the coin. So this is called a grade one coin. Wow, that's really cool. And then when you turn it over, you have the shield of Spain. Now you can definitely see the 
the the shield and, and the details on this one. I mean, you could definitely make it out. Correct. And then you see how it's it's shiny silver, which means it's not pitted and corroded. So it's very, you know, solid silver. But you go, the, the Treasure Salvers Company made them grades one, two, three, and four. And what I love, and I, I asked Eddie for permission, I'm going to do my pitch and then I'm going to get on to artifacts. So here's a tocha coins for sale. 702-374-2148. I love when people call me and they say, Dave, I've been looking for an Atocha coin for years. I want to own one. This is how much money I got. What do you got for me? We always find something that's uh, a right fit for the people. Okay. And then if you, if you want to watch some videos about and learn about Atocha coins, on YouTube, Atocha Dave, there's four videos discussing Atocha coins. So I'm easily found just by typing in on YouTube, Atocha Dave. And if you want to email me, it's skyvaper247 at yahoo.com. And even though Eddie puts all of these in the links, uh, for some of us who are of the older generation, the magic trick it was empty and now it's got writing on the paper <laughs> you were writing when it came empty now it's got writing go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I pre-prepared this on Instagram Atocha Coins and then you can see uh, posts or as they say PM me I guess that's private message me if you want so whichever method you choose but I really enjoy speaking to people a lot of times they say it was my dream and, and I couldn't do it. And, you know, I'm speaking to somebody who had the opportunity to dive and know Mel Fisher. So I love talking to them. They, they say sometimes it's a dream come true. Uh, so anyway, you know, you all, you all got your, you know, 15 minutes of fame. And that was my 15 minutes of fame and stuff like that. Well, I have a, I have a question. Where is the, the coin that you set aside for me that I'll be uh, getting from you? Uh, is it there? Sure. I, I mean, if you want to slip a grade A <laughs> in there, it'll be okay. You know, very well. It's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I one of those really rare ones with the portrait of uh, of George Washington on them. Not on the Atocha, really? I know that. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here's the king of sea monkeys. He's trying to send me a fake point. When I oh my gosh, all right. Wow, wow. Lincoln was on the Atocha. What? <laughs> wow, man! And, and then I'll be showing it to people. And they go, "There's only a problem, Ed. What? Uh, George Washington wasn't born yet." Oh, really? <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Eddie, I gotta thank you. By the way, I you know being a new uh, guest on uh, House of the Unusual, I happen to find just today, as a matter of fact, your one of your earlier videos from six years ago and uh it was great you know like two thousand three thousand six thousand views whatever but it was it was maybe the first one you ever made and uh you made me laugh hysterically because you were talking about the passion of collecting and how you got involved which i watched every minute of it really thank you but thank the you. funniest part was um you it's had a <laughs> that was good <laughs> but it, but you said actually um 
uh, you enjoy collecting so much, and you were talking about running, you know, out to the postman to get your items and stuff. And then you said, and sometimes I even order from myself just to have something sent to the house. <laughs> you know what's funny? That uh, I know it sounds funny to say that, but I did order from myself one time. Uh, because, uh, I was thinking to see how fast I would get the order. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> that was actually kind of true at the time, but um, that is hilarious because I still chase the mailman down. In fact, that's the only guy I tip in Christmas. Well, I was going to take your advice, quite frankly, because I was going to buy an Atocha coin for myself and then send it and have it delivered. <laughs> hey, David, that's a win-win situation for you. Absolutely. Plan. <laughs> Anyway, so and that was just some of the things I did today. So, all right, let, let's start <laughs> off here. So, well, first of all, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say thank you for watching the video. appreciate that. No, I, I really, really enjoyed it very much. I had, I had more hair back then. You did. Yeah, see? Now I look like you a little. And by the well, way, if, if people... Long hair. If people want to notice between the last video, part one and part two, my hair miraculously got darker, by the way. <laughs> Just in case anybody wants to notice. All right. With all joking aside, so this is a photograph of the great mountain of Potosi, Bolivia. And this is literally known as the largest silver deposit ever known to mankind. And everything you're seeing from these Atocha coins to these Atocha artifacts were mined typically from this Potosi Bolivia mine right here. So that's now David, yeah. how long did that how long did that mine uh um stay in use? Do, do you know? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I you know, I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head. I, I probably did at one time, but let's assume it was, you know, found by Cortez and you know it could be in the 1500s or whatever it was they worked at the 1500s the 1600s the 1700s i i doubt it's it's even depleted there's probably still more but like any other type of dry mining i guess it gets to a point where they they go so deep they can't you know safely get any more right maybe maybe it's at that point but <laughs> It certainly was because the king needed this this coinage to pay for the wars, you know, against France. Yeah, the the sea monkey king needed the money. (laughs) He's like, I need my sea monkey. (laughs) Like this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the scarecrow. Like, which way is – where are we going? So they – so they needed they needed to to do that stuff and and again that's why they they needed the slave labor and stuff. But anyway, without further ado, let let's get cracking, lacking as they say here. So, first thing is uh, a regular bottle that's found from a Civil War uh, site that I uh, worked, and this will have to do with the Atocha. But why am I holding this up? So this bottle. When I found it with another metal detectorist, the, the bottle wasn't found by a metal detector, but it was, it was found because I was digging for <laughs> some metal and I came across this. But this is a Civil War, probably, um, you know, uh, 
I forgot what's in here. It could be, you know, pickles or whatever, whatever was in here. The uh, bitters, I don't know what they call it, a bitters bottle. So anyway, what this is about is what he taught me, which was a lesson I learned from the gentleman, was this artifact doesn't speak to us. We know what it is by the, the shape and, you know, what it was used for so forth and so on. It could be capers, if I remember correctly. This is a capers bottle. But it would be worth so much more and so much more interesting as an artifact if it spoke to us and had something on there that was written. Okay. You should ask Joe. He is the expert in that. Well, actually, we should ask the king. Uh, Mr. King, what what type of bottle was that used for one time? Uh, (laughs) Holding sea monkeys. No idea. Civil War sea monkeys. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I really, I really think it's a capers bottle. By the way, however, okay. however, another bottle, uh, oh. not found at a Civil War site, but from the same 1860s era. So you know, this one has a letter B on it. All of a sudden, and cool and when bottle. you, it's beautiful, and the color is gorgeous as well. But when you find it and you see the B. At first, you might know what you found, might not know what you found, but fantastically, you turn it over, and then look what it says. Dr. Brown. So, you know those Dr. Brown sodas that you drink? I've never heard of Dr. Brown soda. (laughs) Really? No, never. Uh, Go to a good Jewish deli. So, I, I thought that would be something like they used to sell back in the 1800s, like those snake oil things. This, this, there are those type bottles, but this one is is literally the Doctor Brown of the soda bottle, uh, 1860s era. Is oh, that wow. what they call the green? Um, there's that type of uh, bottles that were sold during, I think, World War II or World War One, that they were green and they had like uh, made by radiation or something. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that, um, they call those uh, Vaseline or um, um, I know the bottles you're talking about. They, I actually you, bought one on eBay a while back. Yeah, if you take a fluorescent light and you put it on them, they glow because they got uh, uranium inside of them. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe, you can't have it. <laughs> you can't have it, Joe. Okay. It seems safe to have. <laughs> it's actually safe. Pretty safe. <laughs> but actually... There is Fiesta Ware, which was made in the 1950s. And I do collect, you know, from the Trinity site uh, in New Mexico, some of the glass that was formed from the first atomic glass. So oh, that would be cool. So, yeah, that, that actual glass is called Trinitite. And um, it's a mineral that's man-made. But it, anyway, to make a long story short, when I first acquired my first piece, I was so nervous about it having radioactivity, which has really gone away since 1945. It's very safe at this point. But the gentleman who was the scientist who, who gave me a piece, he showed me that actually Fiesta Ware from 1950s, which maybe our parents or something like that, you know, used when he put the Geiger counter or the, the meter to test the radioactivity, it went off the chart, not with the Trinitite, but the Fiesta Ware that was red. It's red, red Fiesta Ware, not the other colors. Red Fiesta Ware literally was made with uranium 230-something, and the people didn't die from it, like from radiation poisoning, but 
they it is giving off a lot of radiation. That's crazy. Yeah. I have to check my Fiesta wear now and uh, sure you, think, you think sea monks can survive in that or maybe come back to life? Maybe go. Absolutely, Joe, you, man. They're resilient. They'd be like the hawk. They get that radiation. Well, it's like Dr. Frankenstein, Joe. You'll be able to bring back to life the ones that died on you. I'm telling you, man. Then there'll be zombies. I'll have a, a sea monkey aquarium full of zombies, sea monkey, eating each other. <laughs> the three-eyed uh, uh, sea monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's show some some pictures of what the real stuff looks like. So I'm using the book here, uh, the Christie's auction catalog from 1988 for the first one. But so this is literally a galleon. Atocha uh, candlestick. Oh, that's beautiful. It's magnificent, by the way. And yeah. what it is, is you've got the stem, which is the top part, obviously, that the candle goes into. And then that heavy base. That heavy base is like, you know, seven, eight inches across. And it's very solid silver, heavy, heavy silver. That That stem is heavy silver. And these had to be heavy because if these were used on the galleon and the ship is <laughs> tossing and turning and doing that, you, you can't have a wooden ship go on fire. So literally, <laughs> literally, these things are pounds, pounds oh, of silver. Only Eddie's ship does that. That's no, all. no, no. I, I was going to say, instead of sending me the coin, I'll take the candle instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Everything I showed tonight is a step up from a coin because artifacts are one of a kind, meaning there could be one specific candlestick that was found and there's been no other ones that match it on the Atocha. And then there could be another one that seven or eight of them were found and they're similar. So how do you price a one of a kind artifact? This is not a one of a kind. There were a couple found. But maybe these are the ones that the captain or nobles had on board. Certainly, the galleon needed light below deck. And this is uh, silver. So we're going to show the actual one that I own, which is the stem. I don't have the base, which is the, that, that, that heavy part shown there. But it, def it definitely screws down into a base. I'll what, say what, is that, what is that worth with the base, the... the Holder. But well, the well, price there looks a million. What is that? A million bucks, or what is that? Well, this is a 1988 uh, Christie's auction of the Atocha and the Santa Margarita in New York City. They had that auction, and that particular piece went for twelve thousand dollars. Holy uh, moly! Uh, Joe, that's nothing. I'll send you the check tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Hold on, it's on its way. And by the way, that's 1988. Today, when you figure all the years, they've they've gone up in value because people want them more so now than, than ever before. Wow. So here's uh, mine right here. Oh, that's beautiful too. Well, it's the exact same stem that you just saw, except we don't have that base. And I'm going to kind of bring it in Again, you know, we're working with the camera here, but look at the amazing workmanship of this literal, um, this is screwed down into the base. I was going to so, say, I could, you could actually see the, 
the craftsmanship on 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 yours rather you know a little bit more than the the photo and that's just i mean yeah. that, that's just crazy I mean, I mean what's amazing about this is you know these are threads i mean that's the correct you know mechanical ver- word so the threads go down into the base and then it's it's securely held there i'm trying to get a shot inside there but of course a camera can never do justice to what I'm holding right now is literally a lot of my friends and myself are silver stackers. We, we collect silver, but if you ever have a 10 ounce bar of silver in your hand, it's got a lot of weight to it. This has about 12 to 14 ounces of silver. This is heavy. This is not, this is not light silver. This is very heavy, pure silver. Wow. Yeah, that looks heavy. I mean, it 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 looks like it's it's a solid piece of work. It is, and again, with that base, which would be probably another pound of pure silver. You know, you had a couple of pounds, so the thing wasn't you know falling over and stuff like that. I'm gonna also do something a little bit ceremoniously here tonight, but real fast before I do that, I just brought this out from down below in my collections. This is nothing other than I picked up at a Salvation Army for scrap silver. This is sterling silver. And this is from the 1950s. And when people got married, people gave these as gifts. But the reason I'm showing this silver candlestick from the 1950s is it's sterling. And listen to this. So look how thin and chintzy yeah. these things are. And then you go back to the Spaniards 400 years ago. And when they made this one piece here, this is, you know, 16 ounces of silver. They pure. made it the last. <laughs> yeah. And this is not even an ounce of silver. This is so light and cheap. Oh, wow. and, and this is, you know, so heavy and, it's gorgeous, by the way. But this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm kind of into, uh, you know, watching the uh, P.T. Barnum and the macabre and everything. So I, I didn't want to put an actual uh, candle inside of here because it is a 400-year-old artifact. But just for the memory of the noble person or whomever was aboard the Atocha who owned this... 400 years ago, and now I'm acquiring it. I just took a candle that was by my little teacup candle, my little teacup candle, and it won't hurt the artifact, but just for ceremonious purposes. That's 400 years old. That's exactly what it is. This here, as you know, came off the Atocha. The Atocha sank in 1622. And that, that literally means that in next year, in 2022, is the 400th anniversary of the sinking of the Atocha. So this was not brand new when they put it aboard. Maybe it was a 20-year-old piece. So it's at least, you know, 420 years old, let's wow. say. But anyway, so it's pretty cool if I just put this on top here. I can't get anything in my house to last a week before breaking, and that's 400 years old. <laughs> well, like you said, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah, but that's true. Anyway, this is just kind of fun. Let's just 
light it and you know i don't want to damage the uh artifact or anything like that but when you got a a candle and the last person who had this lit was literally like aboard the atocha and it was sinking in the storm and you know we don't know how they perish but if they made it or not but anyway there's a little ceremonial lighting of uh you could, have, you could have some souls attached to that, you know, whoever owned it. You know, you always hear the stories of how, you know, people on Earth, you know, they get attached to objects. And then when they pass on, you know, they part of their, I, I don't know, you know, their energy remains with those objects. So, like you said, that could have been a captain's, uh, on the captain's desk. And, you know, a part of him, he could have looked at that every time he sat down at that desk. And a part of him, you know could still be with that candle. That's that's definitely my feelings and you know about these things, but you know Well I, Dave, you think about it and you think about like you were talking about earlier, like all the slaves that probably passed away just in the sure. mining of the silver. And then all of the people that were on the ship that perished when it sank. There's a lot of souls that could be at- attached to that one candlestick. You know, Eugene Lyons is the, the, the doctor who found the Atocha. I know everybody says Mel Fisher found the Atocha, but Eugene Lyons is the doctor who was able to read in the archives of the Indies in Seville the actual location of where the Atocha was, and he sent Mel Fisher to go find it. But he, in a documentary, he said, this is blood money. And I'm not saying, you know, people shouldn't buy an Atocha coin, you know, certainly, but let's not kid ourselves. The Atocha had bars on board. And when you read in the manifest, it's for slaves that were bought in Cartagena. And, uh, you know, they were, they were using bullion to buy slaves and slaves were working and producing this stuff. Right. So, you know, just a little, a little bit of One history. Second, Dave? I want to yeah. ask you a question. When I get my coin, can it be the one that they didn't use to buy any slaves? <laughs> <laughs> At least my coin doesn't have blood on it. I don't want weird stuff to happen here. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna send you one that was blessed by the uh, Pope himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be good. It what do brings, you like? Let, let me bring you back up and go ahead. It brings only good things. All right. So this is um, a second artifact. And oh I, wow. I was going to so many different uh, bank vaults today that I, I didn't have the opportunity to get to this one. But this is a second one that I own. And this is tremendously valuable, even compared to the one I just showed you, uh, simply because this one is what's called gold gilt. So it's silver with gold gilt heavy wash on it. And to give you an example, and I'll bring this back up and tell you a little bit about this, but to give you an example, this one silver coin in 1622 was literally, if you were a sailor aboard the Atocha, you would get uh, a month's wages and it would be this one coin and you could provide for your family by food, so forth and so on. So this was a lot of money. This one ounce of silver was a lot of money in 1622. 
and they made smaller denominations, four reals, two reals. But but this was like a dollar back then, and a dollar for the month was a lot of money. So is that what they call is that what they call pieces of eight? That's how it's called pieces of eight. A full round piece like this is the whole eight reale. If you were to buy a smaller coin that was half the weight, it could still be round, but that would be a four reale. And then a smaller coin like this one compared to this, this is a two real coin versus an eight real coin. How did they print those, by the way? I'm sorry? How did they print them? What did they do? Did they, uh, I'm just kind of curious, do they like use a hammer and chisel type of thing? There's a picture right here on the certificate which shows it. They actually used a anvil and die and hit the molten metal. And they were all hand struck. Got you. So there is an actual picture of exactly. That's exactly what I thought, but I wasn't sure. That's why they're kind of like off center, some of them. Yeah, that the Spaniards didn't care about the looks. All they cared about was there was one ounce of silver in there. And, you know, they, they really didn't care about making a pretty looking coin. So treasure oh. coins are, are that. So when you think about it, if this person had a. 18, 20 ounce uh, silver candlestick and one ounce of silver was a month's pay. This was over, you know, two years worth of pay, whoever owned this. So this wow. was not a, this, this belonged to a noble person or clergyman or whatever. This kind of stuff was not, you know, owned by a regular person. And then obviously, if this person had this one made in the New World or brought it from Spain and, and traveled with it in their, you know, uh, their belongings, can you imagine the opulence of not only having a heavy silver candlestick, but having it gold washed, where gold was worth so much more than silver that you even had it washed in gold as well? It just it just blows my mind that how much gold and silver and uh, jewelry and and precious rocks were on the Atocha. I mean, it just I can't even fathom what was on there and just how much all that stuff is worth. It just blows my mind. Well, in the first video segment, Eddie was correct when he put up there on the uh, the title, you know, the, the page. It says the billion dollar Atocha recovery. Yeah, so that's just that's the, crazy. There's a billion billion dollars on the Atocha. I mean, you that. figure everything on there. There was was there anything on there that was like simply made, or was it all, you know, just silver, gold, you know, emeralds, you know, stuff like that? Was there anything that was just you know? Copper, tin, bronze, or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, some it's of the my floating, you know, gold mine. <laughs> Joe, you can't get the copper coin, Joe. It's got <laughs> Abraham Lincoln on it. Go ahead. You know what? You know, but I'm I'm sort of with you guys because before I got involved with Mel Fisher and 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 got all this stuff as my possessions, you know, when I went down to the Florida Keys and I saw Mel Fisher's treasure museum. He may have had a, an anchor, and literally as a young kid, a piece fell off the anchor, and it was a piece of rust. And 
I would lean over the railing and bend down and pick up the piece of rust that fell off the galleon anchor. And you know what? It was priceless to me because it was from the Atocha. And when you looked at it, if you showed it to anybody, it was a piece of rust. So that's what Eddie was talking about in his video that I watched today. I told him about, if you're a collector, uh, this stuff has a lot of value to you. If you know what, Dave, don't, don't give Eddie any ideas because next thing I know, me and Todd will be getting a box full of rust from Eddie. They're not from my basement. It, I, it means a lot. Well, well, don't laugh. But literally in my garage, I have a box filled with a Tocha iron rust. I'll take a Tocha rust, but I'm not taking Eddie basement rust. <laughs> All right, so so that's that one. And then this is going to be the hardest to show, but this is so cool. On the bottom of that very piece that I just showed you is not only the Treasure Salver's artifact number, but there's these two pomegranate and uh, stamps on there. So it's a, it's a king's um, seal of a crown and pomegranate. And... The pieces that were found, there were only seven of them in the entire Atocha that were all different objects. But this is from the seven pieces that were found in one box. So this pomegranate group were all gold washed and they were all together. So whoever owned this exact piece, literally we know was with the other seven pieces that were found. And they're of the highest quality. And then when I keep showing you the certificates, like for the coins, well, when you have an artifact from the Atocha, you get an artifact uh, certificate, and it shows the actual uh, artifact right there. And it says artifact from the Atocha instead of coin from the Atocha. And then this is me uh, (laughs) holding the piece uh, right there. And in the background, I got the uh, National Geographic on when we're under the water looking for the stuff. But there's the, there's the piece right there. And then one of the things, believe it or not, that makes this even so much more valuable is Mel Fisher did book covers and advertisements for the state of Florida to entice people to come down to the Florida Keys. And this is the famous picture of him on a book cover and i'm going to zoom in for you because i i took this this picture and i had it enlarged so you see he's got a top hat with his uh, white uh, tuxedo and he's got his long gold chain but in that top hat right there in the next photo where i zoom in if you look and let me get this just right so i don't know if you can see it but Right there, if you can see that, that's literally. I I think I think the the photo, the other photo is the one that had the zoom in. This is the you know what the Eddie. Oh, there we go. I couldn't do it it without you. You you zoomed (laughs) out. (laughs) So right there is the exact candlestick that I just showed you with the gold wash on it. Oh wow! So now, this this is in Mel Fisher's you know famous photograph, 
So anytime you can link up an exact artifact that you received from the Atocha and you can see it in a picture, you know, with Mel Fisher, that becomes known as like a plate artifact or it was published or whatever. So it just adds a lot of, you know, collector's value. Dave, would you take $500 for it right now? Nope. Nope. <laughs> was, was that, He'll was send that, you a box of rust. Yeah, I guess it's not Dave really rust. Wore, it's actual dirt, dirt from Mars. The necklace that you wore, you you were wearing in that uh, auction photo last time. That was the exact same chain that I yeah. was wearing in that auction photo, yeah. and that was that big one that Mel always walked around with in town in Key West and dribbled into people's hands. But Eddie, the, the that reason- chain was so amazing. I couldn't believe how big that was when you were you were showing it. And if anybody wants to know what we're talking about, check out the first video with uh, Dave from um, a couple of weeks ago, and you see pictures on just how huge that chain actually is. Yeah. But let, I'm let, gonna- me ask, let me ask you a question here to sure. Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Get a little closer there. Oh, you, you see what Todd is, is showing right now? A cup that well, he was so nice. He sent me a version of it. I got mine in the post office. Look at that. I just thought I want to show that to you guys. Oh, that's cool. Where's yeah, mine at? I gave it to Todd as a gift, you know? He's a yeah, nice guy. It is beautiful. Boy, and all I got was a rock. Well, wait a second. Listen, your rock came from Mars. So it's special. Yeah. Along with a oh, bucket of rust. Yeah. Well, as we all get to know each other, I know you'll all be getting a piece of a tocha rust. <laughs> Wait, but this is this is not my artifact. But I'm just laughing because when Eddie said, "Would you take five hundred or five thousand In that same group of seven gold washed pieces was this piece, which is a chalice. Oh wow! So it's silver with that same pomegranate group as they call it so it's made it's from the same person and the same grouping so this was for sale at the christie's 1985 auction and eddie how much was your offer for the candlestick (laughs) i'm not gonna offer you anything for that (laughs) take a look at what the auction house had this up 165,000. that's what it that's what it sold for look what it appraised at 120,000 to 180,000. That's amazing. And now, that, is that is that, that like a, a um is that a drinking chalice or is that like a bowl for like fruit? No, I think it was like uh some sort of communion type chalice that, you know, went with a a server or something, you know. It, okay. it went it went with a matching no. bottom piece. One question I want to ask you since uh, we're kind of getting you know, we still only got 10 minutes left, so we don't have sure. that much time. Uh, as a diver, how many divers were involved in this? Do you remember? There, the, the thing that I always mention anytime we talk about divers is everybody gets credit for being a diver if you were there in 1985 because that's when the Atocha was found. And I, I have a, a – I don't want to use hatred because that's too strong – there were so many divers that were with Mel in 1969, 1970. They left. There were many divers who came after 1985. So the amount of divers who worked on the Atocha was into the hundreds. Oh, wow. Over that many years, oh, by the way. Years. 
But but every time we talk about divers, everybody always says, you know, Golden Crew and you were there. And well, yeah, but give credit to anybody who helped Mel earlier, before the mother load was found, after the mother load was found, during the mother load being found, so forth. Teamwork makes the dream work. Well, here's the ultimate question. The reason I'm asking you how many divers is how much of the treasure were each of you allowed to keep or given? So that, when, that's the biggest question. We want to know if you're a millionaire or not. You know, we're just adding. So when we're you're a billionaire. When yeah, you be a billionaire. So we want to add you next time. Dave, the billionaire and torture diver. Well, Mel Fisher, like I said, uh, when you type in his uh, net worth, which you know you can go to any website, Yahoo, Google, and say Mel Fisher net worth. So Mel Fisher's share was a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Hold on, that's a hundred million dollars. Man, but you make collectibles I could buy with that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you talk about divers. We were all on percentages, which were very small percentages, but still there are videos of three guys and one of them was a boat captain and one of them was a diver and, and they're all there on video and they're saying, you know, we just made over $3.5 million in our division. So did divers get a million and a million five in their their share out or, or division? And the answer is yes. However, we always joke that you can't walk into the uh, skating rink studio and say, <laughs> I'm going to give you this and give my daughter 18 lessons for figure skating. <laughs> they, they want cash. So is this worth a million five when you all add it up? Maybe it is, but until you convert it into cash, you'll never know. Because we're running low on time, I don't want to miss this because this is really uh, when we get into stuff and we talk about museum stuff, then we might as well end on this piece here. So I apologize about how difficult everything is, but I'm going to walk you through it. This is literally... That tag there is the artifact tag that's hanging out. We Every time we find an artifact, we print up a tag and we put a little rope around it. And then it, it stays with the artifact so that on board we, we you know, know what artifact it is. And then the certificates are printed up. But what this is, is amazing, quite frankly. There's only seven or eight of these known in the world seven or eight in the world, and all of them came from the Atocha. No other Spanish shipwreck has ever had any of these found on them. So we found candlesticks on other shipwrecks, uh, galleons. We found tons of coins on other galleons. We never found these. And the very reason I talked about at the beginning with the bottle is because this is thought to be a devotional column and obviously it was from a church and it was being taken back to Spain. And I apologize, it's left in its original condition. We didn't conserve these because we, we were so interested in keeping them uh, historically uh, as found. We don't want to hurt them. But I'll give you an example. 
If you look right over here, you can see a heart. Actually, it's yeah. hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Yeah, you can uh, see it tell a little bit, yeah. So, right. so there's there's basically six panels or six sides to this. And on one of them, for example, there's a heart and there's arrows. And that's the sacred heart uh, in a religious meaning. And then right over here is the letters IHS. It may be in reverse imagery because I'm doing it on the video here. But do you see an IHS? Yeah. Well, obviously, IHS uh, is Jesus Christ. That's IHS. And again, each of the panels have historically significant things with this being a crown and then an MM above that. And we believe that to be Mother Mary. So again, a, a piece like this really has to be studied. And quite frankly, you know... What, what's that made out of, Dave? This is made out of pure silver again. Of course. Why not... Nothing else, but <laughs> you're not going to get copper out of it, though. Yeah, we don't we don't deal with uh, the lower Man. metals like copper, whatever. It, it, it just still blows my mind that everything on there and how how crazy. I just silver and gold and everything on. It just could imagine that. Now, I'm imagining this: if Dave has that much, how much does the King of the Sea Monkeys own? Since he's in charge of the sea bottom. How many treasures do you really own, uh, Todd? <laughs> Just the tip of the iceberg there behind <laughs> the them. Tip Let me of the tell iceberg. you, the value of sea monkeys is considerably less than the value. Of <laughs> the Just by this much, though. Just, Just a little. Hey, hey uh, I'm telling you, Todd, I mean, Todd, Dave, you think there's a chance for a number three show? Sure. I'm, run, I'm, I'm running out of artifacts, but I'm sure I could find something. <laughs> I, got a, hey, I got a good artifact we could talk about. No, no. <laughs> this one. We'll talk hey, about guys, we're, this one. We're, we're, we're at about two minutes now, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, Todd, thanks for, for coming on board and joining us. David, thank you uh, for joining us again. Uh, we'll definitely have both you guys back. Um, Thank you for everybody out there listening to us or watching us on on YouTube or Facebook or wherever the heck else Eddie, you know, signed us on to. Um, if you can, head over to houseoftheunusual.com. We have a great uh, forum there. You could join for free, meet some like-minded people, talk about some uh, things that interest you, give us some show ideas of what you want to hear. And if you want to be a guest, you know, definitely get a, uh, a hold of us, and Todd will put you through his vetting process, where you have to buy so many sea monkeys <laughs> in order to to get on. You know, <laughs> and sit in so many box tops and in a dollar twenty five, and um, you know, head check us out on YouTube. You know, House of the Unusual, and you know, Anchor, uh, wherever you find your iTunes and all that. Uh, House of the Unusual dot radio, all one word. Check us out there. Uh, subscribe. Leave us a like and join us every Wednesday. We'll be coming to you live at uh, somewhere around 11 p.m. Eastern time, depending on when Eddie could get his act together and, and get us on. But, you know, we'll be on there sometime. And uh, I believe our well, – we still go on 3 a.m. for the new new uh, podcast coming out. 
starting what we're going to do after this podcast goes live, like it did right now, it's going to be uploaded and it's going to be at uh, available at 3 a.m. on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Tunes Cast, I think it is, or iTunes, whatever it is. It's a total of seven platforms we're on. I'm not sure exactly which are. Todd has a bigger understanding of which ones we are, since he does hear all of us uh, many times. And, uh, <laughs> he has us playing at many different rooms in his house, so wherever he goes well, in, he well, can hear us. Like, uh, I'm sure Todd sends himself his uh, – he orders his own sea monkeys. <laughs> and then he gets a couple. And, uh, all right, guys, well, anyway. we're out of time, so thanks for, for joining us, everybody out there in video and podcast land. Thanks a lot, and peace out. Peace out. So long, everybody.